everyone, and welcome to Fear Bliss. It's the horror podcast for crews with fears. My name is Ashton, but you can call me Selkie. And these are my friends. Hi, I'm Nat. I couldn't come up with anything in time, even though I had a lot of time to think. Hi, uh, I'm Audrey, your residential uh, cryptozoologist, and also uh, your current host for this evening, because I'm launching a coup and taking over Ash's podcast. That's not true. I I willingly gave Audrey control. My city now. I needed a fucking break, and uh, I knew that I wanted to do an episode on creepypastas, and uh, frankly, Audrey, you know more about creepypasta than I do. Yeah. So. Uh, so, yeah, this is definitely kind of like my wheelhouse. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Ash put me in charge for this week. I had a couple of different ideas of what we're going to roll with until mm-hmm. I end up settling on, hey, let's just read a whole bunch of real shitty creepypasta from the days, of, from the days beyond... Some good old classic rancid shit uh, to share and read with friends. And Mm -hmm. that's why we're here today. Yeah, so this this episode probably won't be scary unless you're below the age of 13. Um, So if you are, beware. But otherwise, I think you're fine. If you're below the age of 13, we say swears in this show. Why are you here? 12-year-olds say swears all the time. (laughs) Go to bed, nerd. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that 12 year olds don't swear. Well, no, of course not. Swear so much. Oh. Go to fucking bed, nerd. <laughs> don't call the listeners nerds. I'm going to marry your mom. Go to bed. <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't originally invited to this episode. I can say what I want. We we invited Nat because we are going to be dramatically reading these, and she is very skilled. Yes, so. thank you. She's a wonderful actress. That being actress. said, I'm going to mess up this entire thing. We are all going to mess up. It's not it's not supposed to be too serious. Uh, yeah, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to put like a whole bunch of effort into like editing this so that like the readings are perfect or like these are shitty stories. Okay, yeah. that like I don't give a shit. We're probably we're gonna riff over them. That's just how it is. But, yeah. Uh, so, I prepared a collection of uh, some real prize winners. Uh, real Pulitzers of the creepypasta world. Uh, of and, appropriately enough, we're going to start with the icon, the madman himself, Jeff the Killer. I, I gotta say right now, like... The Jeff the Killer image used to freak me out so much as a kid. I'm looking at it now, and it just, like, what is this? It's not... This was nothing. Honestly, me too. It's... Yeah. My, uh, my friend and I used to be so scared of it, even though she was really into it, and we just downloaded the picture onto our phones and just drew stuff over it to make it less scary. So it was like... We drew him with, like, hearts for eyes, and it just said, go to potato, and that that was the funniest thing to us. <laughs> I... Honestly, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What it look what it always looked like to me was someone had gone into uh just a they they'd taken a picture of themselves with a just the shittiest camera 
uh, the shittiest desktop camera, the webcam camera, with just way too much light exposure, and mm-hmm. did some minor editing after that. It it's just, it just looks like someone's way too enthusiastic, uh, in a way too bright room. But yeah, I'm really curious. Damn, this thing what is the long original as picture hell. looks like. Yeah, this is really long. Oh, hold um, on. I let me. What's the estimated ring time that they have? Uh, oh, ah, I, I estimated ring time on creepypasta.com is twenty three minutes. Okay, that's we yeah. can do this. So it'd be the, like um, the first third of the episode. Uh, the rest are much yeah. shorter from here on out. Yeah. Um. And about the the original image. Um. From what I know, nobody knows what the original image is. Like, there's been some, yeah. some speculation. They found some pictures that look like they could have been the original image. But honestly, I think what Audrey said is pretty accurate. Is that somebody took a photo of themselves, edited it, and then saved over the original image. So this, you know, like that's yeah. what I think the case probably is. But yeah. Uh. So I guess without. Further ado, it's time to talk about Jeff. Excerpt from a local newspaper. Ominous unknown killer is still at large. After weeks of unexplained murders, the ominous unknown killer is still on the rise. After little evidence has been found, a young boy states that he survived one of the killer's attacks and bravely st- bravely tells his story. Who wants to be the young boy? I'll be the little boy. I had a bad dream and I woke up in the middle of the night, says the boy. I saw that for some reason the window was open, even though I remember it being closed before I went to bed. I got up and shut it once more. Kids don't talk like this. They don't. They don't. They don't. Afterwards, I simply crawled under my covers and tried to get back to sleep. That's when I had a strange feeling, like someone was watching me. I looked up and nearly jumped out of my bed. There, in the little way of white, illuminating from between my curtains. From betwixt my curtains. Were a pair of two eyes. These weren't regular eyes. They were dark, ominous eyes. They were bordered in black and just plain out terrified me. That's when I saw his mouth. A long, horrendous smile that made every hair on my body stand up. The figure stood there, watching me. Finally, after what seemed like forever, he said it. A simple phrase but said in a way only a man-man could speak. It was a mistake to do this in an uwu voice. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Honestly, my brain reads this. You know that video of the kid that they're interviewing at the fair and he talks like he's 85 years old? Yes. God. <laughs> that's, that's how my head is reading this. Okay. He said, go to sweep. I went out of scream. That's what sent him at me. He pulled up a knife aiming at my heart. He jumped on top of my bed. I fought him back. I kicked, I punched, I rolled around, trying to get him off me. That's when my dad busted in. The man threw the knife. It went into my dad's shoulder. The man probably would have finished him off if one of the neighbors hadn't alerted the police. 
they drove into the parking lot because obviously the police come within 30 seconds. <laughs> and I ran towards I ran towards the door. The man turned and ran down the hallway. I heard a smash like glass breaking because it was glass breaking. As <laughs> I came out of my room, I saw the window that was pointing towards the back of my house was broken. Like I said, it was glass breaking. I looked out to see him vanish into the distance. I can tell you one thing. I will never forget that face. Those cold, evil eyes and that psychotic smile. They will never leave my head. God, how old is this kid? Completely I do like to vague. imagine that for like a solid half hour, the kid and Jeff were just staring at each other while they were waiting for the police. <laughs> <laughs> police are still on look for this man. No. What? Police are still on the look for this man. That still doesn't make more sense. If you see anyone that fits the description in this story, please contact your local police departments. Jeff and his family had just- there, there's no transition. It's just immediately goes to the actual story after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is this a flash backwards? This is a flash backwards. Jeff okay. and his family had just moved into a new neighborhood. His dad had gotten a promotion at work, and they thought it would be best to live in one of those fancy neighborhoods. Jeff and his brother Lou couldn't complain, though. A new, better house. What was not to love? As they were getting unpacked, one of their neighbors came by. Hello, she said. I'm Barbara. I live across the street from you. Well, I just wanted to introduce myself and to introduce my son. She turns around and calls her son over. Billy! These are our new neighbors! Billy said hi and ran back to play in his yard. Well, said Jeff's mom. I'm Margaret, and this is my husband, Peter, and my two sons, Jeff and Lou. They each introduced themselves, and then Barbara and Int- I'm sorry, what you was that? You read that wrong. Huh? They each introduced themselves? Sorry, they each introduced themselves, and then Barbara invited them to her son's birthday. Jeff and his brother were about to object when their mother said that they would love to. When Jeff God and his family it, are done packing, Jeff went up to his mom. Who wants to be Jeff? I want to play Jeff. <laughs> Wait, no, you have to play Jeff Nat because I'm already playing the mom. Okay, because I wanted to do him in like a like an like an angsty theme. That was exactly what I was gonna Mom, do. Go for why it. would you invite us to some kid's birthday party? In case you haven't noticed, I'm not a dumb kid. Jeff said his mother. We just moved here. We should show that we want to spend time with our neighbors. Now we're going to that party, and that's final. Jeff started to talk, but stopped himself, knowing that he couldn't do anything. I'm starting to talk, but I know I can't do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever his mother said something, it was final. He walked up to his room and plopped down on his bed. He sat there looking at his ceiling when suddenly he got a weird feeling. Not so much pain, but a weird feeling. He dismissed it as just some random feeling. 
It's probably just a random feeling, though. He heard his mom call him down to get his stuff, and he walked down to get it. The next day, Jeff walked downstairs to get breakfast and got ready for school. As he sat there eating his breakfast, he once again got that feeling. <laughs> this time, it was stronger. It gave him a slight tugging pain. But he once again dismissed it. Just last paragraph, you said it wasn't a pain! <laughs> As he and Lou finished breakfast, they walked down to the bus stop. They sat I there, think I have appendicitis. waiting for the bus, and then, all of a sudden, in the rain, some kid on a skateboard jumped over them, only inches above their laps. They both jumped back in surprise. Hey, what the hell? The kid landed and turned back to them. He kicked his skateboard up and caught it in his hands. The kid <laughs> seemed to be about twelve, one year younger than Jeff. He wears an aeropostle teeth. He wears an aeropostle shirt and ripped blue jeans. Oh my god. Well, well, well. It looks like we got some new meat. Suddenly, two other kids appeared. One was super skinny and the other was huge. Well, since you're new here, I'd like to introduce ourselves. Over there is Keith. Jeff and Lou looked over to the skinny kid. He had a dopey face that you would expect a sidekick to have. And he's Troy. They looked over at the fat kid. Talk about it. Talk about a tub of lard. This kid looked fuck? like he hadn't exercised since he was crawling. Fuck off. Come on. Come on. Come on, Jeff. Come on. And Come I. On, Jeff. I have heard. I know. I know about this part of the lore from that Jenny Nicholson video reading the, the Amazon Jeff the Killer fanfiction. Yeah. So I've heard about this kid before. And I... said the first kid. Am Randy. Now for all the kids in this neighborhood, there is a small price for bus fare, if you catch my drift. You're 12, why are you starting the fucking mafia in your neighborhood? That's what I did when I was 12 on Minecraft. Lou stood up, ready to punch the lights out of the kid's eyes, when one of his friends pulled a knife on him. The, the, what? They're twelve! They're twelve, and they have a knife. They're rich tisk, kids. Tisk, tisk, tisk. I had hoped you'd be more cooperative, but it seems like we must do this the hard way. The kid walked up to Lou and took his wallet out of his pocket. Jeff got that feeling again. Now, it was truly strong, a burning sensation. He stood up, but Lou gestured him to sit down. Jeff ignored him and walked up to the kid. Listen here, you little punk. Give back my bro's wallet or else. Randy put the wallet in his pocket and pulled out his own knife. All of these kids just stare carrying knives everywhere? Yeah. Oh, and what will you do? Just as he finished the sentence, Jeff popped the kid in the nose. As Bam! As Randy reached for his face, Jeff grabbed the kid's wrist and broke it. Just broke it. Just, <laughs> just... That's just a thing you can do. By grabbing it and twisting it, you could break a wrist. That's how it works. Yeah. Randy screamed, and Jeff grabbed the knife from his hand. 
Troy and Keith rushed Jeff, but Jeff was too quick. He threw Randy to the ground. Keith lashed out at him, but Jeff ducked and stabbed him in the arm. Keith dropped his knife and fell to the ground, screaming. Troy brushed him too, but Jeff didn't even need the knife. He just punched Troy straight in the stomach, and Troy went down. As he fell, he puked all over. Lou could do nothing but look in amazement at Jeff. I'll be Lou. Jeff, how'd you... Was all he said. They saw the bus they saw the bus coming and knew they'd be blamed for the whole thing. So they started running as fast as they could. As they ran, they looked back and saw the bus driver rushing over to Randy and the others. As Jeff and Lou made school, they didn't dare tell what happened. All they did was sit and listen. Lou just thought of what Lou just thought of that Lou just thought of that as his brother beating up a few kids. But Jeff knew it was more. It was something scary. As he got that feeling, he just felt how powerful it was. The urge to just hurt someone. He didn't like how it sounded, but he couldn't help feeling happy. He felt that strange feeling go away and stay away for the entire day of school. Even as he walked home due to the whole thing near the bus stop and how he probably won't be taking the bus anymore, he felt happy. When he got home, his parents asked him how his day was, and he said in a somewhat ominous voice, It was a wonderful day! (laughs) (laughs) Next morning, he heard a knock at his front door. He walked down to find two police officers at the door, his mother looking back at him with an angry look. Jeff, these officers tell me that you attacked three kids, that it wasn't regular fighting, and that they were stabbed. Stabbed, son! Jeff's gaze fell to the floor, showing his mother that it was true. Mom, they were the ones who pulled the knives on me and Lou. Son, said one of the cops, we found three kids, two stabbed, one having a bruise on his stomach. And we have witnesses proving that you fled the scene. Now, what does that tell us? Jeff knew that it was no use. He could say him and Lou had been attacked, but then there was no proof it was not them who attacked first. They couldn't say that they weren't fleeing, because truth be told, they were. So Jeff couldn't defend himself or Lou. Son! Oh, Oh, I didn't know if that was... I can't tell if that's the cop or... Son, call down your brother. I think that's the mom. Uh, either way, who cares? Jeff couldn't do it since he was, since it was he who beat up all the kids. Sir, it was me. I was the one who beat up all the kids. Lou tried to hold me back, but he couldn't stop me. The cop looked at his partner and they both nod. Well, kid, looks like a year in juvie. Wait! says Lou. They all looked up to him to see, holding a knife! The officers pulled their guns and locked on Lou! This kid is like, well, like... Isn't he like 10? <laughs> Probably. I, I, I think he's 10, because Jeff's supposed to be 13 and Lou's supposed to be a couple years younger? Yeah. These... These, these cops just point their guns at a 10-year-old kid! It says he's 21 to 24 years old. (laughs) It was me. I beat up those little punks. Had the marks to prove it. He lifted up his sleeves to reveal cuts and bruises as if he was in a... 
Did this kid go upstairs and cut himself? Yeah. Oh my god! Son, put the knife down, said the officer. Lou held up the knife and dropped it to the ground. He held up his hands and walked over to the cops. Really quick, can I just say in my search to find out how old Lou is, um, on the creepypasta wiki, it says under goals, goals, commit as much murder as possible, ongoing. <laughs> is that for Lou or Jeff? Yeah, that's for Lou. There's there's some weird expand. Okay, so there's a lot of weird expanded lore for Jeff the Killer. One of the different timelines is Lou, uh, homicidal Lou. Yeah, because they couldn't come up with a name as good as Jeff the Killer. Yeah, like Lou lives through this story, uh, and depending on which stories you read, he goes on to basically follow in Jeff's footsteps because he wants to be more like his older brother. Uh, he just does a much better job of it. <laughs> Jeff's like, God, you can just never let me have my own thing. No, Lou, it was me. I did it. Jeff had tears running down his face. Huh, poor bro, trying to take the blame for what I did. Well, take me away. He's ten! He's ten! <gasps> the police led Lou out to the patrol car. Lou, tell them it was me! Tell them! I was the one who beat up those kids! Jeff's mother put her hand on his shoulders. Jeff, please, you don't have to lie. We know it's Lou. You can stop. Jeff watched helplessly as the cop car speeds off with Lou inside. A few minutes later, Jeff's dad pulled into the driveway, seeing Jeff's face and knowing something was wrong. Son, son, what is it? Jeff couldn't answer. You voice like everyone in this family. <laughs> because His you're vocal... voicing Jeff. Good point. His vocal cords were strained from crying. Instead, Jeff's mother walked his father inside to break the bad news to him as Jeff wept in the driveway. After an hour or so, Jeff walked back into the house seeing that his parents were both shocked, sad, and disappointed. He couldn't look at them. He couldn't see how they thought of Lou when it was his fault. He just went to sleep trying to get the whole thing off his mind. Two days went by with no word from Lou at JDC. No friends to hang out with, nothing but sadness and guilt. That is until Saturday when Jeff is woken, by, uh, woken up by his mother with a happy sunshiny face. When Jeff is woke up by his mother. <laughs> when Jeff is woken up by his mother, what the happened? There's no woken, it's when Jeff is woke up. Okay. When Jeff is woke up by his mother with a happy, sunshiny face. Jeff, it's the day! She said as she opened up the curtains and let light flood into his room. What? What's today? Asked Jeff as he stirs awake. Why, it's Billy's party! He was now fully awake. Mom, you're joking, right? You don't expect me to go to some kid's party after... There was a long pause. Jeff, we both know what's happened. I think this party could be the thing that brightens up the past days. Now get dressed! Jeff's mother walked out of the rooms and downstairs to get herself ready. He fought himself to get up. He picked out a random shirt and a pair of jeans and walked downstairs. He saw his mother and father all dressed up. His mother in a dress and his father in a suit. 
He thought, why would they ever wear such fancy clothes to a kid's party? Son, is that all you're going to wear? Said Jack's mom. Oh, that was the mom. <laughs> I never thought that was going to be the dad. Better than wearing too much, he said. His mother pushed down the feeling to yell at him and hit with a smile. Now, Jeff, we may be overdressed, but this is how you go if you want to make an impression. Said his father. Jeff grunted and went back up to his room. I don't have any fancy clothes! He yelled downstairs. Just pick out something! Called his mother. He looked around in his closet for what he could, what he would call fancy. He found a pair of black dress pants he had for special occasions and undershirts. He couldn't find a shirt to go with it, though. He looked around and found only striped and patterned shirts, none of which go with the dress pants. Finally, he found a white hoodie and put it on. Bum, bum, bum. Ash, I hope you- I, You're I wearing that? I was going to suggest, uh... If you do it in post, you could say the line no. in both mm -mm, of the parents' mm -mm, voices no. and layer mm -mm. them. You think I I'm going <laughs> to edit that much? No. <laughs> uh, they both said. His mother looked at her watch. Oh, no time to change. Let's just go. She said as she heard Jeff and his father out the door. They crossed the street over to Barbara and Billy's house. They knocked on the door and at it appeared that Barbara, just like her parents, just like his parents, way overdressed. Sorry, I, I need to parse that sentence again. They knocked on the door they're and using, at using it overdressed appeared as a verb. that, okay. The thing, I, the thing I'm getting in trouble with is at it appeared that Barbara. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that, yeah. No, that's just bad grammar. As they walked inside, all Jeff could see were adults, no kids. The kids are out in the yard. Jeff, how about you go meet some of them? Said Barbara. Jeff walked outside to a yard full of kids. They were running around in weird cowboy costumes and shooting each other with plastic guns. He might as well be standing in a Toys R Us. Suddenly, a kid came up to him and handed him a toy gun and hat. Your time has Wanna come. Wanna play? It's spelt like that, it's, audience. It's spelt like that. <laughs> that isn't me doing the ooh voice, at, like, to, to fuck with. No, it legitimately has a W instead of an L. <gasps> no, kid. I'm way too old for this stuff. The kid looked at him with that weird puppy dog face. Please? Said the kid. Fine said Jeff. He put on the hat and started to pretend shoot at the kids. At first he thought it was totally ridiculous, but then he started to actually have fun. It might not have been super cool, but it was the first time he had done something that took his mind off of Lou. So he played with the kids for a while, until he heard a noise. A weird rolling noise. Then it hit him. Randy, Troy, and Keith all jumped over the fence on their skateboards. Aw, sick tricks, bro! Jeff and then it hit him, Randy, on his skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hit by... You've been struck by... Randy. <laughs> I, I, I just... I, I, I want to take a moment. First of all, how do these kids find where Jeff is... 
how do they jump over the fence on their skateboards? And, I'm telling you, sick tricks, bro. Okay. You just you just all all lean nose grind three sixty, and then you can just like phase right through the fence, just clip straight through they it. Clip through the wall. Oh. Uh, There's just Jeff a brief second him. where they like like three D models. They clip through the wall, <laughs> t posing, and then immediately snap back to normal. God. <laughs> Jeff dropped a fake gun, ripped off the hat. Randy looked at Jeff with a burning hatred. Hello, Jeff. Is it? He said. We have some unfinished business. Jeff saw his bruised nose. I think we're even. I beat the crap out of you, and you got my brother sent to JDC. Randy got an angry look in his eyes. Oh no, I don't go for even. I go for winning. You may have kicked our asses that one day, but not today. As he said that, Randy rushed at Jeff. They both fell to the ground. Randy punched Jeff in the nose, and Jeff grabbed him by the ears and headbutted him. Jeff pushed Randy off of him, both rose to their feet. Kids were screaming and parents were running out of the house. Troy and Keith both pulled guns out of their pockets. What? Are these kids 12? Yeah. This is just like Cool Cat saves the kids. <laughs> no one interrupts or guts will fly, they said. That's not how guns work. Randy pulled a knife on Jeff and stabbed it into his shoulder. Jeff screamed and fell to his knees. Randy started kicking him in the face. After three kicks, Jeff grabs his foot and twists it, calling Randy to, causing Randy to fall to the ground. Jeff stood up and walked towards the back door. Troy grabbed him. Wait, isn't Randy's wrist broken? I think so. Oh, yeah. Unless he... God, the continuity in this story is all over the place. Yeah. Need some hope? He picks Jeff up by the back of the collar and throws him towards throws him through the patio door. As Jeff tries to stand, he is kicked down to the ground. Randy repeatedly starts kicking Jeff until he starts to cough up blood. Come on, Jeff, fight me! He picks Jeff up and throws him into the kitchen. Randy sees a bottle of vodka on the counter and smashes the glass over Jeff's head. Fight! He throws Jeff back into the living room. Come on, Jeff, look at me! Jeff glances up, his face riddled with blood. I was the one who got your brother sent to JDC! And now you're just gonna sit there and let him rot there for a whole year. You should be ashamed. Jeff starts to get up. Oh, finally, you stand and fight. Jeff is now to his feet, blood and vodka on his face. Once again, he gets that strange feeling. Oh, my appendicitis. (laughs) (laughs) The one in which he hasn't felt for a while. A while being two days. (laughs) Yeah. Finally, he's up, says Randy as he runs at Jeff. That's when it happens. Something inside Jeff snaps. His psyche is destroyed. All rational thinking is gone. All he can do is kill. He grabs Randy and pile drives him to the ground. He gets on top of him, punches him straight in the heart. The punch causes Randy's heart to stop. <laughs> as Randy gasps for breath, Jeff Anders hammers down on him. Punch after punch, blood gushes from Randy's body until he takes one final breath and dies. You heard it here first, folks. If you punch someone in the heart, they instantly die. God. Uh, 
Everyone's looking at Jeff now. The parents, the crying kids, even Troy and Keith. Although they easily break from their gaze and point their guns at Jeff. Jeff sees the guns trained on him and runs for the stairs. As he runs, Troy and Keith let out fire on him, each shot missing. Jeff runs up the stairs. He hears Troy and Keith fall up behind. As they let out their final rounds of bullets, Jeff ducks into the bathroom. He grabs the towel rack and rips it off the wall. Troy and Keith race in, knives ready. I thought they have guns and knives. And they brought all these in on skateboards. Yep. These kids are just strapped. They just taped them to the underside of their skateboards. Well, now I'm just imagining just a knife taped to a skateboard, but like used as a weapon. Yeah, just taped to the front of the skateboard, blade facing out. God. It's like knife (laughs) room. Knife Roomba, but extreme. Troy swings his knife at Jeff, who backs away and bangs the towel rack into Troy's face. Troy goes down hard, and now all that's left is Keith. He is more agile than Troy, though, and ducks when Jeff swings the towel rack. He drops the he dropped the knife and grabbed Jeff by the neck. He pushed him into the wall. A thing of bleach, just a thing of bleach, <laughs> fell down on top of him from the top shelf. It burnt both of them. They both started to scream. Jeff wiped his eyes as best as he could. He pulled back the towel rack and swung it straight into Keith's head. As he lay there bleeding to death, he let out an ominous smile. What's so funny? Asked Jeff. Keith pulled out a lighter and switched it on. What's funny, he said, is that you're covered in bleach and alcohol. Jeff's eyes widened as Keith threw the lighter at him. As soon as the flame made contact with him, the flames ignited the alcohol and the vodka. While the alcohol burned him, the bleach bleached his skin. Jeff let out a terrible screech as he caught on fire. He tried to roll out the fire, but it was no use. The alcohol had made him a walking inferno. He ran down the hall and fell down the stairs. Everyone started <laughs> screaming as they saw Jeff, now a man on fire. Not a man, now a kid. A, a 13-year-old, 13-year-old on fire. <laughs> On fire, dropped to the no, ground. No, 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 you don't understand. As soon as, as soon as somebody's on fire, that makes them a man now. Ah, uh, yes, of course. How can I forget that critical uh, coming-of-age ritual that I managed to skip and become trans instead? Yep. <laughs> this That's why I'm trans. I didn't catch myself on fire as a 13-year-old. Yep. Yeah. The last thing Jeff saw was his mother and the other parents trying to extinguish the flame. That's when he passed out. So how's the vibes? How's everyone doing? This is so long. (laughs) (laughs) When Jeff woke, he had a cast wrapped around his face. He couldn't see anything, but he felt a cast on his shoulder and stitches all over his body. He tried to stand up, but he realized there was some tube in his arm and he tried to get it up get up it fell out and nurse rushed in i don't think you can get out of bed just yet she said as she put him back in his bed and reinserted the tube jeff sat there with no vision no idea what his surroundings were finally after hours he heard his mother honey are you okay she asked jeff couldn't answer though his face was covered and he was unable to speak All the witnesses told the police that Randy confessed of trying to attack you. They decided to let Lou go. This made Jeff almost bolt up, stopping halfway, remembering the tube coming out of his arm. 
He'll be out by tomorrow, and then you two will be able to be together again. Jeff's mother hugs Jeff and says her goodbyes. The next couple of weeks were those where Jeff was visited by his family. Then came the day where his bandages were removed. His family members were all there to see it, what he would look like. As the doctors unwrapped the bandages from Jeff's face, everyone was on the edge of their seats. They waited until the last bandage holding the cover over his face was almost removed. Let's, uh, hope for the best, said the doctor. He quickly pulls the cloth, letting the rest fall from Jeff's face. Jeff's mother screamed at the sight of his face. Lou and Jeff's dad stare awestruck at his face. What? What happened to my face? Jeff said. He rushed out of bed and ran to the bathroom. He looked in the mirror and saw the cause of distress. His face. It's it's horrible. <laughs> his lips were burnt to a deep shade of red. His face was turned into a pure white color and his hair singed from brown to black. He slowly put his hand to his face. It had a sort of leathery feel to it now. He looked back at his family, then back to the mirror. Now I gotta say, this is not how burn scars work. No, no. Like, I, I, the entire, like, fight that just happened was all to explain why Jeff looks like he is an overexposed photo. He is, his, his entire, all of his skin was bleached white, but also burnt alive. He didn't lose yeah. his hair. His hair got singed. It would have made more sense if they had said that he fell into a vat of chemicals like the Joker. I was going to say yeah. Joker origin story, but but no, it's fine. Like it like it said the fire burned him and the bleach bleached him. Yeah. Jeff said Lou. It's not that bad. Not that bad? said Jeff. It's perfect. His family was equally surprised. Jeff started laughing uncontrollably. His parents noticed that his left eye and hand were twitching. I'm having a heart attack. Uh, Jeff, are you okay? Okay, I've never felt more happy. Ha <laughs> ha ha! I don't know how to read that laughing. Look at yeah. me. This face goes perfectly with me. He couldn't stop laughing. He stroked his face. Feeling it, it's looking like a at shoe. it in the mirror. <laughs> I'm sorry. It feels like a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> what caused this? Well, you may recall that Jeff was. I'm sorry. Is the narrator talking to us? Wait. Yep. Yeah. What caused this? Well, you may recall that when Jeff was fighting Randy, something in his mind, his sanity, snapped. Now he was left as a crazy killing machine. That is, his parents didn't know. Doctor, said Jeff's mom. Is my son alright, you know, in the head? Oh, yes. This behavior is typical for patients that have taken very large amounts of painkillers. No, it's not! <laughs> <laughs> no, totally, totally typical. This is Your son's exactly what you should expect. Right now. Yeah, no, uh, if his behavior doesn't change in a few weeks, bring him back here and we'll give him a psychological test. Oh, thank you, doctor. Jeff's mother went over to Jeff. Jeff, sweetie, it's time to go. 
Jeff looks away from the mirror, his face still formed into a crazy smile. Okay, mommy. <laughs> mother took him by the shoulder and took him to get his clothes. This is what he came in, said the lady at the desk. Jeff's mom looked down to see the black dress pants and white hoodie her son wore. Now they were clean of blood and now stitched together. Those the alcohol had fire. burned them and the bleach had bleached them. They had a soft leathery <laughs> feel. They wore a smile. <laughs> they, now they were clean of blood and now stitched together. Jeff's mother led him to his room and made him put his clothes on. Then they left, not knowing that this was the final day of life. What? Later that later that night, Jeff's mother woke to a sound coming from the bathroom. It sounded as if someone was crying. She slowly walked over to see what it was. When she walked into the bathroom, she saw a horrendous sight. Jeff had taken a knife and carved a smile into his cheeks. Jeff, what are you doing? Asked his mother. Jeff looked over to his mother. I couldn't keep smiling, Mommy. It hurt after a while. Now I can smile forever. Jeff's mother noticed his eyes, ringed in black. Jeff, your eyes! His eyes were seemingly never closing. I couldn't see my face. I got tired and my eyes started to close. I burnt my eyelids so I could forever see myself, my new face. Oh, and what big ears you have! You're going to get a fucking eye infection. Uh, Jeff's mother slowly started to back away, seeing that her son was going insane. What's wrong, Mommy? Aren't I beautiful? Yes, son. She said. Yes, you are. Let me go get Daddy so he can see your face. She ran into the room and shook Jeff's dad from his sleep. Honey, get the gun, we- <laughs> She stopped as she saw Jeff in the doorway holding a knife. Mommy, you lied. That's the last thing they hear as Jeff rushes them with a knife, getting both of them. His brother Lou woke up, startled by some noise. He didn't hear anything else, so he just shut his eyes and tried to go back to sleep. As he was on the border of slumber, he got the strangest feeling that someone was watching him. He looked up before Jeff's hand covered his mouth. He slowly raised the knife, ready to plunge it into Lou. Lou thrashed here and there, trying to escape Jeff's grip. Shh. Just go to sleep. Bum bum bum. There we go. Anyway, that was Jeff the Killer. That it went a lot terrible. longer than I thought it was. Uh, I really recommend yeah. the, the Jenny Nicholson video, which is basically that, except there is a girl. As I hesitate to say grounded in reality, because there are this clearly does not take place in a world where things make sense. <laughs> yeah. But there's no, like, fantasy aspects to it, like there is with... Slender Man, or many other creepypastas. Yeah. Uh, speaking of other creepypastas, 
I'm probably, uh, I did not expect this one to take as long as it did. So I think we're probably going to have to skip the other big one for this. Oh, but I was so excited about it. Yeah. We can do it. We can, we can do, we can, we can definitely do this one in the next episode. If we do creepypasta readings again in the future. Okay, totally. Uh, in the meantime, though, we're going to go straight to some of the more out there stuff. Uh, I believe in the links that I sent you guys, there should be a link to one called He Sees You When You're Sleeping. Yes. Is this one about an evil Santa? Yes. How'd oh. you guess? Thank God. Oh my God. Well, this is going to be a delight to read because it's all one paragraph one just yep. big paragraph yep it's just very, very like very very uh reader friendly yes uh who wants to be the narrator for this one i'll do it okay just to save you guys the trouble of god this is before i start i just want to wish you all a happy holidays this was quite a traumatizing experience I had when I was young. Anyway, get comfortable because this is going to be a very disturbing story. I always tell this story around Christmas time to my friends and family, and I thought this subreddit would love stuff like this, so here it goes. So I'm guessing this was originally posted on Reddit. Probably, yeah. It was Christmas of 2008, and I was a pretty young. I was a pretty young. <laughs> I still believed in Santa at that point, so I had the attitude of, Oh, if I stay up, maybe I can catch him! God damn my curiosity. This year, I was absolutely positive I was going to catch him. I had a ton of caffeine ready so I wouldn't fall asleep waiting. At around 12.30 in the morning, I knew my parents were asleep and they were extremely heavy sleepers. I snuck downstairs and to my surprise, my presents were already there! I thought, shoot, I missed him! I hung out downstairs for a few hours playing on my iPod Touch. This is where it <laughs> happened. Where I was sitting, you could look down a hallway to see a sliding glass door. I don't know how long he was standing there, but all I know is that when I looked up from my iPod, he was standing right outside, looking at me. It's Santa, I thought. As I looked closer, he didn't seem like the jolly fat old man we all came to love. He was in a bright red suit, but he wasn't fat at all. He was extremely pale and skinny and he was relatively old, possibly in his 60s. He had bright red cheeks and was giving a good old creepy smile. He gave me a hand signal to come to the door. I started walking down the hallway, and I started getting a this isn't a right feeling mixed in with the I hit the jackpot feeling too. As I walked in, he gave me the same look all the down. <laughs> no lights were on in the hallway, and there was a bright light shining on him outside the house. As I opened the door, I said, Oh my gosh, Santa, it's you! He started in a high-pitched voice. Why, hello, little boy! It's oh so God. good to see you! Have you seen the presents I've given you? I couldn't believe it. I was talking to the real Saint Nick himself. Yeah, I did, but Santa, why are you back here? I, I looked closer into his eyes and I realized they were pure black, nothing but pupil. Well, see, you are a special little boy, understand? So special, you made the top of the nice list. I was so confused. I'd always been good, but never so good that I did anything naughty. So what now? He let out a wide grin. 
Now you get to be one of my elves! I squealed in excitement. Can I go tell my parents? He frowned. No, 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 you can't. If you tell them, they might think I'm some sort of... of... crazy person. <laughs> they might not even believe I'm the real Santa. I thought about it for a second. Okay, I guess that makes sense. What do you want to do then? Are you going to take me back with you to the North Pole? Because I can't go there. My parents will know. He was yes, yes, He was quick I to know. respond. <sighs> yes, yes, I know. We are just going to go around the neighborhood, deliver some extra presents. I smiled. Wow, that sounds fun. Where's your reindeer? He laughed. They are in my sack. I was confused. Why? I could see an insane amount of his yellow teeth. I killed them. I was shocked. What? He laughed again. Oh, 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 yes, just look in my sack. He opened it. The stench was atrocious. It was filled with bloody organs and intestines. Why would you do that? I cried. Because they were naughty! He screamed with that scary voice only men can do. <laughs> he must have been lit on fire. Damn, I really totally beefed that then. <laughs> I went silent and I started shaking. Ho ho ho, let's go, kids! I was too scared to do anything else but follow him. We walked half a mile up the road and it was freezing out. Oh, this house here, it has some naughty people. What I want you to do is knock on the door and ask them to call your parents. Leave the door open. What are you going to do to them? He smiled. Give them what they deserve, of course. Like coal, I asked. Yeah, he said. I did what I was told. A teenage girl answered it. Oh my god, kid, what are you doing outside? It's freezing out here. <laughs> I looked at her for a few seconds. Can I, um, can I please call my parents? She looked around. Come inside. As I walked in and I asked to use the bathroom, she said okay and directed me in. Okay. As I, <laughs> I don't know why that voice is getting me so much. As I started, I hear someone walking past my bathroom door. Shot! It was so loud. I didn't Ow. know what it was, and I was too scared to come out. Santa! I yelled. I waited about 30 seconds. As I walked out, I saw something that gives me chills to this date. I walked out and shit you not, saw Santa eating the intestines of the girl, like a rat. Santa, did you kill her? He got up, looked at me, and said, the youngest meat is always the tenderest. I ran out of the house. Never do I remember a time where I was scared. As I looked back from the street, he was in front of the house staring at me with black eyes. I kept running. I got back, locked all the doors, jumped into bad, and went under the covers. I don't know why I didn't tell my parents. I was so confused. He was Santa. What if she was just naughty? What if he came for me next? I had a one-level house, so I made sure I didn't look at my window. I just started crying. I thought... Uh, I thought about death. I thought about death? <laughs> I thought about death. What was he going to do to me if he came after me? Then I heard it. 
It started soft at first, and I refused to believe it was real. I heard Santa Claus is coming to town outside my window. My stomach dropped. It wasn't a normal version, not at all either. It was the one line over and over again. He sees you when you're sleeping. He sees you when you're sleeping. He sees when you're sleeping. He sees you when you're sleeping. I could hear the music coming closer to my window. I bit my pillow as it got louder, crying all the more. I knew he was staring at me now. It kept going the whole night. I was sweating and it got so hot under my blanket. I didn't get up because I was so scarred. I didn't, don't know how, but I must have passed out from being so hot under my blankets and crying. I woke up the next morning and he was gone. That's the spooky. end of that story, yeah. Three spooky, five me. Yeah, it was pretty spooky. Pretty spooky. God, just absolute disaster of a pasta. Yep. Some good shit right there. Yeah, some real good shit right there. All right, Audrey, uh, what else do you have for us? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I, uh, the next on the docket is a good old, uh, since we, we skipped our dear friend Sonic.exe. So, instead, we have another video game creepypasta to join us this evening. This time... 666 Bloodboarding. Incredible. Okay. Nat, do you want to do the narration for this one then? Uh, sure. Um, okay. My friend Tom and I were looking for something to do. We went to eBay, website on the internet. And we searched for some cool games, and the first result was this game. It was hot title the... One ten, uh, 1080 degrees snowboarding and we were like we should get that we got the game and it will arrive <laughs> and it will arrive in one business day the game arrived in a raggedy looking box the box had some writing on it it was hard to read but <laughs> but me being a good looker I knew what it says the writing goes as follows 1,080 degrees snowboarding! I cut up the box to see a weird box. I opened that box. <laughs> Shit! I opened that box to see another box, and inside that box is a flea. And then I'll smash him with a hammer. I opened that box to see the N64 cartridge. We hooked it up to my N64. After a minute of the game loading, a title screen popped up. The first thing Tom and I noticed was the sky was tinted red and 666 degrees bloodboarding appeared on the screen instead of 1080 degrees snowboarding. We were shocked to see the snow was a dark reddish color in some spots, but all of the snow was red. I selected the play option and Tom and I started playing the game. The loading screen took a long time until we started playing the actual game. The guy I was controlling was some sort of skinny man. We were up against 12 other players, making the total player count 13. 13 is the other devil number. <laughs> the signal lights were on the screen. One second in between each color change. The color change went in this order. Red. Yellow. Green. When the last color came, a loud sound emitted from the TV speakers. The sound instantly made Tom and I collapse and we were unconscious for two minutes. When we came to our senses, we were in last place, which was 13th place. 
the other devil number. Everyone was beating up. My character was bleeding profusely from his body. When the other people stopped beating him up, the camera instantly zoomed onto his face. It was so scary. It was it was very bloody with some of his skin ripped off. He was murdered for being in 13th place, the devil number. My friend Tom was so disgusted at the sight that he went into the bathroom and began to puke. I foolishly continued to play the game. Out of nowhere, a pentagram surrounded my dead character, and then I saw my character was being reborn. And then, when Tom came back into the room, Satan covered the screen and, screen and said our names, took us to hell, and then killed us. If you ever want to buy a game called 1080 Degrees Snowboarding on eBay, and it comes in a raggedy box with another box in it, and the cartridge is in the second box, do not buy it. <laughs> Thank you, Nat. You sold that so well. I try. Fucking masterpiece. Ugh. Beautiful. I love the last sentence. It's so long. It's very good. <sighs> okay. Uh, we got two more to uh, close us out for the night. Yes. They're real short and sweet ones. Uh, we're gonna... Who wants to do Who Was Phone? I'll read it. All right. Uh, the link actually has two different versions. Yeah. One of them is like two sentences. We're going to go with the original, slightly longer one. Okay. Okay, so basically it's like this. You are at a friend's house for like the night or whatever. And then you guys are making out on the couch. Yeah. And then like her dad calls on the phone and says, no, I, she likes it more if you use the other hand. Yeah. And you're all like, oh, dude, your dad is trying to give me advice on how to diddle you. And then she's like, I don't have a dad. Or whatever. But what? Who was phone? I love anything that starts with, okay, so basically it's like this. (laughs) That's how you know it's going to be a good story. God. The who was phone will always have a dear, dear place in my heart. Uh, but not as much as our closer for the night. Nat, take us away. Man and girl go to go out to drive under moonlight. They stop on top... F- fuck. They stop at on at a side of road. He turned to his girl and said, Baby, I love you very much. What is it, honey? Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk and get some more fuel. Okay, I'll stay in here and look after our stereo. There have been news reports of steers being stolen. Good idea. Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you, sweaty. So the guy left to go get full for the car. After two hours, the girl says, Where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. Then the girl hear a scratching sound and a voice say, Let me in! The girl doesn't do it, and after a while she goes to sleep. The next morning she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not there. She gets out to check and man door hand hook car door. Oh, oh, so spooky! Super spooky. This was enlightening, Audrey. This was fun. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to bring some some real artistic gems. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I've never I've never heard of the of the bloodboarding or the he sees you when you're sleeping. Those were very good. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to get like a nice array of oh, here's some here's some 
big famous household names everyone knows. Here's the here's the tiny short ones that also everyone loves but doesn't ta- no one takes seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a good mix of very I'm not gonna say highly rated but very lowly rated uh, ones that like ones that aren't at nearly as well known. But if you go out hunting for this shit, people will recommend you it. Yeah. Uh, so a good good serving. This is all cream of the crop, bad, rancid fanfic. Of course, uh, yeah. Bad Randy fanfic. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you guys for coming tonight. This uh, was a lot of fun. I was the one who invited you all. Uh, I, I'm the one who was hosting tonight. <laughs> you invited me later than you invited Audrey. Because <laughs> I didn't Thanks. know who I was going to need. But we needed you and your glorious skills. Thank you so much for being here. We needed Audrey's out. glorious creepy pasta. Yes. We all bring something to the table. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, does does this podcast have an outro yet? No, it still doesn't have one. Just um, uh, write your own creepy pasta right here, right now. I looked out my window and I was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And I saw it was my landlord. He said that my rent was due. But I don't, I own my house. I don't have a landlord. And then he started bleeding and he pulled out a gun. Oh! (laughs) And you was skeleton. Oh my god! (laughs) Guys, I'm so scared. (laughs) See you next time on Fearless. Bye. Bye! Bye!